Welcome to A Flame for Christ, homilies to set your heart on fire with love for Jesus Christ. And today we're talking about Our Lady, Gate of Heaven, and Tower of David. My friends, today I want to speak about two wonderful titles of our Blessed Mother, Gate of Heaven and Tower of David, and the two are very closely connected. So first of all, we have to acknowledge that who you're related to does matter. A few years ago at the high school where I teach, we were doing a little kind of get-to-know-you game called True Truths and a Lie, where you'd say two things that are about yourself that are true and one that's not true, and you, everyone else tries to discover which one is not true about your life. And so this kid named Nick starts off and he says, all right, so my favorite subject is biology, and I hate bologna, and I'm related to El Chapo. Now, El Chapo, if you don't know who he is, is one of the most notorious drug lords in the entire world. He's from Colombia. He runs this drug cartel. He's a murderer. He's been in jail, like escaped from jail like four or five times. I mean, this guy is notorious. And so when we heard this, you know, this kid, Nick, say, oh, I'm related to El Chapo, we're like, ha, okay, that's the lie. Clearly, you're, you know, no one could be related to El Chapo and still be here in America. And he said, no, no, the lie is that I, I really don't like baloney. No, I really like it. And we're like, wait, what? You're related to El Chapo? It completely changed the way that I viewed this young man, right? And whether it's a, a negative sort of being like related to this criminal or related to someone famous, I mean, we can come sometimes name dropping like, oh yeah, my second cousin is Tom Cruise or whoever. And that kind of gives us a little bit more standing, right? So who we're related to does matter. And the Jewish world was always looking for the fulfillment of the promises of the house of David. Now, they knew what the promises were because in 2 Samuel 7, God appears in a dream to a prophet who's going to speak to David and say, I'm going to build you a house and this house will be a kingdom that never fails. I will never take my love away and the kingdom shall never disappear from the earth. Now, King David was pretty excited about that because that's pretty much the best way to keep your name, your lineage going, to have a kingdom that's never going to fail. However, right after David was Solomon, and after Solomon, the kingdom was broken into two. And then the Assyrians took over, the Babylonians took over, the Greeks took over, the Romans took over. So there was no king in Israel. And so they're saying, well, wait a second, where's the fulfillment of this prophecy? Because the prophecy is like, you know, it's so beautiful, but, but where is this person in the lineage of David who's actually going to be the king forever? Now, David, when he heard this news that he was going to have a lineage and a kingdom that never failed, his response to this covenant was to be, quote, a man after God's own heart. This is one of the most beautiful compliments that God can give to anyone in the scriptures, is that this person is a man after my own heart, a woman after my own heart. And it's referred to David because David had a heart that's humble, a heart that was supple, a heart that did not stray. Most of the other kings of Israel started worshiping the false gods. They started acting like the other nations, committing grievous sins. But David, despite the fact that he wasn't perfect, David still remained faithful to the Lord. David always wanted to seek the Lord and follow in his footsteps and listen to him always and say, your will be done, fiat. But David's son, of course, Solomon didn't experience these promises in part because David's son's heart was torn. Because of the many wives that Solomon had, Solomon started going after these false gods. And so when God didn't fulfill his promises through Solomon, was God unfaithful? Or was he waiting for a more perfect fulfillment of this promise? Well, when we go to the scriptures in Luke's gospel, and we see that Mary is now in the house, the lineage of David. It was a royal lineage, to be sure, but one that had fallen into ruins, into poverty. 
know, I think of that great example from Lord of the Rings, right? That character Aragon. Now, Aragon is the true king. He's the one who is going to wear the crown upon his brow. But when we first meet him, he is no more than just a ranger. He's just kind of a bandit. How far he had fallen from that glory, that dignity of being a king. And he had to work to get back to that kingship. And so in the same way, the lineage of David had fallen into disrepair. In fact, in Amos, the prophet Amos says that God will rebuild the fallen hut of David. So it's not this grand house. It's a fallen hut. It's this little cabin that had fallen into total disrepair, but one that God was going to renew. And so Mary then is that beginning of the renewal of the house of David in three ways. First, physically, by her lineage, by blood, she is related to David as her great, 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 great granddaughter. A few more greats probably thrown in there, right? But in another way, she is kind of of the house of David insofar as the promises made to David would be fulfilled in her. Why? Because, here's the third one, is that she is the perfect woman after God's own heart. So unlike David's son, Solomon, who was not a man after God's own heart, David's great-great-great-granddaughter, Mary, was a woman after God's own heart. In fact, we talk about Mary's immaculate heart, this total purity, this love for God that burned within her. We see the fire on the immaculate heart. She could say that complete fiat, your will be done. And David did that too, right? There's a great story from 2 Samuel chapter 2, and David's having a pretty honest conversation with the Lord. He says, shall I go up? And the Lord says, yes, go up. And David says, well, where should I go up? And God says, you should go up to Hebron. So that's that kind of yieldedness to the Lord that David had is that, Lord, you tell me what you want me to do today. I will do whatever you say. And that's exactly what Mary had. Mary was totally yielded to the heart of God so that there was no admixture of self-will within her. And so that's how she's in the house of David. But notice that Mary is not called the house of David but the tower of David in a couple ways. First of all, that she towers over him in holiness and in faithfulness to the covenant. David, as good of a man as he was, did fall into sin. We know that he disobeyed God by calling for a census, which God had forbidden. He disobeyed God by committing adultery and then murder against, you know, with Bathsheba and that whole situation. But Mary, however, towers over David in her holiness. But also when we consider, you know, it had fallen into ruins because the house was a hut, right? It was this tiny little cabin, this shack. But God says, no, 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 I'm not going to make it just a shack, but a tower, something grand, something that's going to be an edifice that connects heaven and earth. All right, go back to the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, human beings tried to build a tower to heaven, right? That was the whole story of the Tower of Babel back in, uh, in Genesis, And in Babylon, in the ancient Middle East, there were a number of temples that were towers. They were called ziggurats, and they were used as places of worship, which is why God did not allow humanity to build this tower, because they didn't want to follow in the pagan footsteps of building the ziggurats. So instead, it's God who is going to build the tower in the Blessed Mother to make that connection between heaven and earth. In this Tower of Mary, think about it, in in an ancient ziggurat, they would have practiced sacrifices to their God. Here, within Mary, the true tower, we now see the true and perfect sacrifice, Jesus Christ, come and take flesh. She truly is the meeting place between God and humanity, as it's from her flesh that the Holy Spirit came and created the body of Jesus Christ, the the very incarnate God within her womb. 
Now, wait a second, that idea of meeting place between God and man, well, we've heard that before too in scripture. That comes from Jacob in Genesis, Genesis chapter 28. So Jacob has this dream about this ladder that connects heaven to earth. And he, he refers to that as this is the meeting place, this is truly the dwelling place or the connection between God and humanity. Jesus himself refers to that scripture when he speaks of the angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So Jesus is the fulfillment of that house of God, that house where God was going to dwell. And Jacob, when he experiences this amazing thing in the Old Testament, he says, this is truly the gate of heaven. So to call Mary the gate of heaven means that she is an entryway for both sides. She's an entryway for God to enter human history when heaven came to earth. And she's an entryway for us to enter heaven through her intercession and the mediation of all graces. So let's get practical. What do these titles mean for you and I? So first, Tower of David. It means that God has been faithful to his promises. It took him a thousand years, but he fulfilled all the promises he made to David in and through Mary in a way that was far grander and far more magnificent, that towers over the house of David that was promised. Thus, we can have confidence that God is faithful to his promises. Secondly, though, when we hear gate of heaven, we realize that Mary is the passageway through which heaven entered time and through which we are brought into heaven. And so, therefore, our takeaway is that we must go to Jesus through Mary. As Pope John Paul the Great said, totus tuus, totally yours, to Jesus through Mary. She's the safest and easiest way to reach union with Christ through the most loving and perfect heart of Our Lady. And so, as we celebrate this new year and celebrate uh, this great feast of Our Lady, let us rejoice in these great ta- this great uh, faithfulness that God has had in her and these two great names that she has called, Mary, the Gate of Heaven, and Mary, the Tower of David. <laughs>